Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sorry Mom and Dad, the podcast, the podcast where myself and guests will tell you stories about times we may have disappointed our parents in an effort to make you feel better about times you may have disappointed your own parents. My name is Neely, and I'm your host. If you are tuning in, that means that the first episode of Sorry Mom and Dad was not, was not, was not the complete failure. Um, hello, Jenna Marbles. Was not a complete failure. So I am back for episode two. Um, sorry, Mom and Dad. I started a podcast. Sorry, Mom and Dad, for continually bringing up the ways in which I have disappointed you in my life. Um, but we are definitely all in a good place in the end. Because we are family. Oh, I'm so sorry to everybody listening to this podcast right now. That was shameful and I'm sorry. Anyway, um, today's story, uh, if you did not know, I am a 22-year-old college graduate living in the DFW in the great state of Texas. I would like to talk about a time when I was a 16-year-old, not even, high school graduate. Dark dark, terrible, terrible times, my friends. Oh, where to begin? Um, first things first, driving school. When I turned 15, um, in April of some year, I, I, not, not that long ago, honestly, how long, how, how do we do math, guys? Seven years ago? Seven years ago, when I turned 15 in April, um, my mother put me in driving school. Uh, it's my understanding that this was not... She just didn't want to teach me how to drive, is my understanding. Yeah, you have to do drive hours with your parents, but high newsflash, my mom, like, forged her hours. She was like, anything for you to not drive with me. Anyway, so I turned 15. She puts my very best friend and I in driving school together. First of all, mother, what were you thinking? Because I, who? my very best friend in the whole wide world, her name is Gabrielle, and Gabrielle and I did not belong in driving school together. We belong everywhere else in this world together. Driving school is not one of those places. Uh, just comment your favorite emoji down below if you can relate, if you're on our SoundCloud feed. I don't know where you are seeing this. Please just, you know exactly what I'm talking about and don't pretend you don't. Anyway, what what ended up happening was um, we went to driving school. Things are normal. We attend class once a week for an hour. An hour? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Gabby and I would schedule our mandatory class drive time hours together, so we'd be on the same drive time with our sick driving instructor. I don't even remember his name. The only thing I know about him is he would bump some mad tunes in that Toyota Corolla. God bless. Um, what were we even? We would always. Oh, we would always listen to MGMT. Like, we're doing drive time, and he has it, the volume maxed out in GMT, doing drive, drive hours. Um, 
I, I cannot tell you the name of this driving school. One, because you don't need to know where I was doing driving school. And two, because this, what if this guy works there and he gets in trouble? Like, I can't. That guy's a real one. And I cannot jeopardize his job in any way. He will forever be jamming MGMT for some driver's ed students if I have anything to do with it. So. Um, every night of drive, drive, drive school? Driving school. Am I? Is everything okay with me? What just happened? On every night of driving school, it pretty much rained, um, as the month of April does. I'm in a little bit into May. And, um, I just, I thought I was doing great. My previous driving experience was made up of, um, like sitting in my dad's lap when I was five in a one-ton dually because I couldn't reach the brake pedals and having the steering wheel. And um, I don't know about you, but I personally wouldn't let a five-year-old drive my car, much less my one-ton dually. But my dad isn't afraid of anything, and I'm sure he was way more in control of the situation than I recall as a five-year-old. Um, but if I could just direct your attention to a, a magical episode of Bob's Burgers, happens to be mine and my dad's favorite, um, when Bob is teaching Tina how to drive. If you're not familiar with Bob's Burgers, A, what are you doing? Just stop listening to this podcast right now and immediately go watch Bob's Burgers. I'm not Spawns. We know this. This is a brand new podcast. If I, if I nailed that sponsor on the second podcast, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. My apartment smells like Frito Pies right now because my neighbors can't get their lives together. I would not be here. Anyway, that's not the point. There's an episode of Bob's Burgers where he is teaching Tina how to drive. Let me just say, friends, if you're a fan, you know exactly the episode I'm talking about. If you're not, let me paint you a picture. I would love to. Tina and Bob are leaving the grocery store. It's an absolutely empty parking lot. I mean, there are light poles and, you know, the odd car in the back of the parking lot. It's good driving conditions. Bob says, Tina, hop in the driver's seat. He's going to give her these keys. She's going to be driving for the first time. It's going to be a great bonding experience. So uh, she's nervous. She's nervous, right? As we all are the first time behind the wheel. Not me when I was five, I'll tell you that, but whatever. And she gets behind the wheel. I just made myself laugh. I'm too much for even myself right now. She gets behind the wheel. She's going straight and nothing in sight. All she has to do is turn right or left. But um, she's making the classic Tina sound. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to attempt the noise right now. But I'm sorry in advance because I don't know how this is about to come. I've never just tried, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of a, uh, okay, I hope that was helpful for you at all. I, I, I don't know. I see that, the way that registered on my mic, and I'm a little bit nervous. It didn't sound great either. So, uh, she ends up, yep, you guessed it, hitting the one car in the parking lot because she's stressed. Relatable, I understand you. So that's about how I'm driving as a, um, 
as a five-year-old towards a pile of brush. That didn't end up happening. We were probably going two miles an hour and my dad grabbed the steering wheel. Whatever. Um, I, I'm in driver's ed. Things are, things are, I'm 15, happening in driver's ed. I'm, I'm learning things, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm absorbing knowledge. I'm obtaining information, if you will. God. It's, uh, we've all, we were all in driving school, or you all learned how to drive, so you, you know, you're like, you're learning, but like, you're sitting in that classroom, like, just let me get behind the wheel of that sweet, sweet Toyota Corolla, and I will go exactly the speed limit and not make you hit your emergency brakes, Mr. Driver Man. I am so, so excited, and I will not do anything wrong if you just let me behind the wheel of that sweet, sweet Toyota Corolla. There's nothing wrong with Toyota Corollas. I'm just saying, like, every driver's ed vehicle I've ever seen is a Toyota Corolla or, like, a Honda Civic for some ungodly reason. Mine was a Toyota Corolla. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You understand. So, I, this is my life at the time. Anyway, from there, after this, I'm still technically learning how to drive and, um, my dad decides to try and teach me how to drive a stick shift because I've been driving a little bit. All of this is what we in the industry call foreshadowing. From the time I was five to, to this point, like this is all foreshadowing for what would, what would what was to come in my life. Now I'm not ready. Anyway, so I'm learning how to drive stick shift. And I am in a Honda Civic this time. It's like a 1980 Honda Civic. My dad bought this vehicle for $500. Uh, it's missing fourth gear, I believe. Uh, it's supposed to you're supposed to be able to like shift it into fourth, but you, it's it's missing. It's gone. Don't even try that. So um, we live in a we lived in a suburban neighborhood and. Is that what the suburbs are? A suburban neighborhood? I just got distracted thinking like a suburban is a vehicle. No, that's correct. Never mind. I just doubted myself for absolutely no reason. Please ignore that last 15 seconds of audio. Anyway, we were in the back streets because it was a relatively newer place and there were no houses there yet. It was just the streets and then like concrete slabs. So I couldn't reckon to anyone if I wanted to. There weren't even construction crews out on this day. Um, I killed, I killed the car several times. I can't figure out a clutch still. If anybody wants to sign up to help me drive stick shift, um, please put in your applications in the comments below. I will not bother my dad with that ever, ever again, because I truly, I, you'll understand why. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> so we ended up. Uh, on these streets, I've killed the car like six times. He's like, you gotta get better at this, whatever. My dad doesn't have his seatbelt on. We're just chilling. I'm going maybe five miles an hour. I keep killing this vehicle. We're not in any kind of danger. All of a sudden, we're going down a road that, um, in dead ends, you have to go left or right. Well, if you went left, you would smash into a big red sign that says road closed. So I need to go right. But I have a bigger problem, my friends. There is a, first of all, one foot tall, like, wire fence. It's not a real fence. It's something they had put in the ground 
just so you're not walking through a construction site basically just imagine like a really like a one foot tall just kind of like janky wire fence just so you're not willy-nilly walking through construction sites um that's really the only reason there's probably nails around they're going to frame out some houses in the middle of this intersection ahead is the limbs of the equivalent of of basically an entire tree where they have like taken down foliage and forestry to create the back half of this neighborhood there it there are so many limbs is what i'm trying to tell you and i think you understand where this is going friends i um i'm driving and i have i have like three football fields to figure out what i'm going to do here and there's room there's room for me to just turn right and be normal but i'm stressed because there's an additional pedal in this car and my dad is a stressful person. I am so sorry. How rude of me. I just received a text message. Ignore that. And I, it's truly and honestly, I have so much time and my dad is like, okay, just turn right. Just turn right, Neely. And in my brain, I'm doing the Tina. We're going to make the noise again. Are you ready? Uh, and, uh. I turn right, all right. I turn right and I take out the fence. I take out the whole one foot tall fence. I just, I cut it so close. I was nervous about messing up and hitting the brush pile. And I just, oh, I took out that fence and I kept going. The car didn't die. And I just was, I mean, I'm sure I yelled. I think my dad probably swore. All I do know for sure is his head almost went through the windshield. And when I say his head almost went through the windshield, I mean like he hit his head. And then he sat back and promptly, promptly fastened his seatbelt, my friends. And I, I'm like 99.9999% sure that is the exact moment in which he was like, I am done teaching Neely how to drive stick shift because she just tried to put my head through the front windshield. I don't blame him. For the rest of the night, he had to alternate cold and heat on his neck. I had to give him Advil. Honestly gave him whiplash trying to learn how to drive a stick shift. Sorry, mom and dad. It, I, it, if I could explain the ways in which I have disappointed that man trying to do any basic task, I. <laughs> this is this is only this is the tip of the iceberg in the Titanic, as far as things like that go. And you're like Neely, how bad could it be? I assure you, friends, it gets worse. Please stay tuned for the next episodes up ahead. <laughs> Anyway, all this has happened, and finally the day comes that I... Oh, I'm so sorry I got an additional text message. This is so disrespectful of me. My phone is across the room, and I'm mid-story, so we're not going to do that, but just know that I apologize. I, I'm 16 now, and here's, what, here's what's going down, is my mom has just gotten a new car, meaning I get her hand-me-down car. Well, actually, she bought the new car for me. I was supposed to get a sick Pontiac G5. It's a two-door car. It's a sports car. It's got an altered base. It has lights in the floorboard that flash in rainbows. Friends. It has an altered tailpipe. It sounds like I'm racing, even though I'm not. Like, I can get to 40 miles per hour in, like, 10 minutes, but I'm not racing anybody. It sounds like I am. Besides the point, 
I, I decide that I would feel more comfortable driving the blue Chevy HHR, um, which is like if a PT Cruiser and a VW Bug had a baby, that's exactly the car that a Chevy HHR is. Google one if you would like to. Google blue one if you would like to see my car. That is my first car. It's the day I'm taking my driving test. It's my 16th birthday. That's like six years ago or whatever. And uh, the time is now. Is that seven years ago? I can't do math, y'all. Yeah, seven years ago. And when I was 15, it was eight years ago. Whatever. I'm, I'm doing it is the point. It's driving test day. It's go time. There's nothing, no time to lose. Get in the car, mom. Grab your person items and think, do you have my social security card? We're going to, I might, I did my eyeliner today and we're going to, yeah, come on. We're taking an ID photo and we're getting our driver's license. Hooray. And like all these thoughts are happening. I'm like 16. I don't even know. That's how my brain worked at 16, I guess. So I'm, I'm in it. We're going to go take it. And I get there. First of all, the lady couldn't say my name in my driving test, and I was getting stressed. She, Nellie, Niali, I'm sorry, sweetie, could you just tell me how to pronounce your name one more time? Niali? No, it's, my name's Neely, but you could just call me Elizabeth if it makes you feel better. Like, call me Jessica, call me Jennifer. Like, I'm just trying to take my driving test, ma'am. I don't have time for your foolishness. Anyway. So, it's, it's time. We're taking, we're taking the driving test. I pull out of there. All confidence is gone. I don't think, I don't think it's a W. I think today we might walk away without a driver's license. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm getting real scared. Um, Miss, I forget her name, is not saying anything to me, really. I also am lost in the neighborhood that I'm in, which is uncomfortable. If you're a new driver, I don't. I don't feel like a lot of people just take a driving test in a neighborhood they're familiar with, though. So I didn't quite know where I was. I knew that my grandmother lived close, but I was just, it was a terrible time, okay? Uh, driving tests are just stressful, and we all know it. So, you know, all that happens, I, I managed to parallel park. This is, I don't have a backup camera, and nothing good is happening in this vehicle as far as I'm concerned with backup technology. So I'm doing my parallel park. I nailed it. And, um, I, I get to the front of the office again. My mom's waiting for me. Things are exciting. Things are happening. My 16 year old brain is like, I just nailed that. Have you ever seen anybody get 105 on their driving test? Cause I just did son is like what's happening in my mind. I'm like 100% certain that I have killed it. I have, this is, no one has done as good as me on a driving test. And Miss, I forget her name, looks at me and says, Niali, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Ma'am, could you not call me that? And what do you mean? <laughs> so, here's what happens. She looks at me and she says, the good news is you passed. The bad news is, just barely. And I look down, and your girl has received a 72 on her driving test. Mind you, I was really 100% certain that I had aced it, so this is a terrible moment in my life. I'm like, how am I going to tell my mom? She's never going to let me drive. Whatever. I get my ID picture taken. All that's happening. 
Hold on, Ruka's being a gremlin. Ruka, hey, can you stop? A anyway, th this is that's just who we are this week, okay? And uh, I walk in, my mom's like, great. I get all this stuff done. She's like, great. I get in the car, and I'm like, mom, will you drive home? I don't even want to drive home. And she's like, you just got your driver's license, like you're driving home. So I'm like, sorry, mom and dad, and I'm real nervous, and she's real stressed, and everything is going pretty badly um, as far as nerves go, but pretty goodly in so far that I didn't get a ticket and I didn't wreck the car. Dun, dun, dun. Um, things do not continue to go so well. It's been six days since I've had my license. I'm excited. I refuse to get on the main road going through my town. I'm from the middle of nowhere. There's no reason I should be scared to get on the main road. It's not a highway. Um, it's just a road through the middle of town. Instead, to avoid this road at all costs, I will take any back roads, any means necessary to not. Um, and six days after I got my license and I'm at my best friend's house, right? We were watching a movie together, me, her, and her boyfriend at the time. We're all parked in her driveway. There's so much room. She has one of those yards you could like drive into the yard and it's not a big deal to turn around. I have all the space I need. And um, I'm backing up. Do you, do you sense the imminent doom? Do you? Oh my goodness. I am so sorry for these disrespectful notifications. <laughs> Anyway, what ends up happening is I'm backing up and all of a sudden I feel a bump and I think, oh no, I'm grounded and I cannot stop backing up. Like my foot is on the gas pedal and I am backing up and I am crumpling the back of my vehicle six days after getting my license. I couldn't quit backing up. I finally snap out of it and I drive forward and I look at my car and I am panicked. I had just backed into my best friend's boyfriend's truck. I ran back inside the house screaming, crying, hysterical. And I was like, somebody has to drive me home. We literally live three blocks apart from each other. Girl, just get it together and drive home. I was like, someone has to drive me home. Well, like you guys, please drive me home. Um, will you please tell my mom what happened? I don't want to tell my mom what happened. Sorry, mom and dad. So my best friend's mom drives my car home and I get in the car with my best friend and her boyfriend and they drive me home because I am dying. And <laughs> my I walk in the front door and I'm still crying hysterically and I was like, mom, I crashed the car. Now, my best friend's mom knows to say, Joy, Neely did not get into a car wreck she just backed her car into Austin's truck. I don't know if I should be using their names. I'm so sorry. Protect their identities. It's only their first names. Everything's fine. My mom's name is Joy. And I, which was true, and my mom's so angry. I don't even remember what she said to me. I just remember her being so mad. And she posted on Facebook the very next day to all her friends. This is why I always said I would never buy my 16-year-old a brand new car because the car she had gotten me was also a used vehicle. And I don't think I'll ever live that down being the girl that wrecked her car after six days of having it. I'm sure someone else somewhere has a similar story. Um, but I was the only one in my area and I was definitely labeled the terrible driver. I don't know why. 
<laughs> I was so unfortunate to be the only one that had had something terrible like that happen. Fortunately, it did no damage to um, the boyfriend's truck or anything like that. And it was just my back hatch that was completely obliterated. We're talking just the most gigantic dent in the back hatch. Fast forward a year, I've turned 17. It's time for me to upgrade. I am getting, um, my first car's name is Natalie. I'm getting Nancy Drew, which is what I had lovingly named this sports car that was supposed to originally be mine. Um, we got to back up a little bit. I'm sorry. It's spring break. I'm about to turn 17. I'm driving the sports car that is still my mother's car. And I'm at a Dairy Queen parking lot, as most small town America kids are. And I'm backing out of a parking space. And I backed into a literal, like, 70-year-old man and his wife. Slowly, too. It happened slowly. And I, at this point, knew every single person that worked at my small town's fire department because I had been doing the Explorers program. And um, I was a minor, and it was in a parking lot, and they called 911 um, because it was, like, a private lot, and they didn't want to be responsible, like the business owners had called. And so I couldn't sign off for my own things with the fire department, like EMTs, and they all knew me, so I had to call my dad. And, uh, sorry, Mom and Dad. My dad pulls up. I've just wrecked my mom's car. My parents are divorced at this point. I just want you to know he was just in town um, because my family is strange. And my mom was cutting my stepmother's hair. And uh, that happened. And everything passed. Um, there was no any kind of crazy legalities or anything of the sort. But then I, I get my car. I get the black car, and it only took me about two months until I needed to get in the garage, and our our big truck, which is my stepdad's work truck, was blocking the spot that I could get to in the garage, and I I thought for sure, for sure that I could drive up and around this car to get into the garage spot that I need, and... I had the best of intentions, and I went to drive around his big work truck that has a big grill guard on it. Instead, his grill guard completely, like I, I completely took out the side of my car, like the biggest scratch you've ever seen down the side of a tiny little car. Um, I, I just took it out. There was... I can't even, I wish I had photos to insert into this podcast, but that is not how. So picture a, a two-door car, and from the start of the door all the way down to where the gas cap would be on the passenger side, just like a gash, just like a long, like white, terrible line down the side from where I had scraped my car down the grill guard of my stepdad's truck. I, I, yeah, it is that bad. <laughs> At this point, I am 17, and I have had three sorts of accidents, basically, is what has happened. Um, all in parking lots, all in small-town America, all in situations that I could have absolutely not been in those situations. And um, it's for all of these reasons today that I am going to go ahead and say, I am sorry, Mom and Dad. Um, for all of my terrible driving, if 
as you know, if you tuned into my last podcast, Nancy Drew died. I have my new car. Her name's Nissa. Shouts out Doctor Who. And I have also been involved in a wreck in this car. One, my mom and dad and stepmom still do not know about. My stepdad knows about. I actually backed up and um, another car was coming and I got like a small scratch. Like it was just from their mirror and their uh, bumper. Like I had a little line across the top of, I have like an SUV crossover, a little line across the top and then a little bumper scratch. And the same day that I was going to pick up my new plates for my brand new car and also set an appointment to get those things buffed out because there was no dent or damage like that. It could have all been buffed out and no problems would have been had. Um, the same day I went to go and like take care of the minor scratch that I had, somebody totaled out the back end of my car. And finally, I was in an accident that wasn't my fault. And this lady had ripped off my whole bumper and destroyed it anyway. I do still have the one minor scratch that was already at the top of my car. Um, but it's literally so, so imperceptible that it doesn't matter. Um, but the back bumper had to be replaced because it came off of my car and I was missing sensors and things like that. So that is the story of all the times I called my parents in a panic about just having some kind of car accident. I don't want to be dramatic and call it an accident or a wreck, but just times that shouldn't have happened in my vehicles. I am a terrible driver. <laughs> not... Not a terrible driver. Going forward is no problem. Reversing, not so much. I do have a backup camera now, though, which makes the, the story I told about my new car even worse. Um, but thank you for listening. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook if you would like. Sorry, Mom and Dad Podcast. Go ahead and find us on Twitter, uh, podcast at podcast sorry. If you have any ideas or would like to be featured, would like me to tell your story on the podcast, go ahead and send me an email to sorrymadpodcast at gmail.com, sorrymadpodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website, www.sorrymadpodcast.com, that's sorrymadpodcast.com, and until next time, sorry mom and dad. <laughs>